0: 18 minutes after 9, welcome back to Night Talk on 702 and Cape Talk. On a Friday, as always on the show, I get to hang out with a really cool South African, or two cool South Africans, and uh, this evening, our first South African doing great things is Chef, a now recently announced judge uh, of the local version of Top Chef South Africa. Uh, you may know him on Twitter as at the Chef. Uh, joined in studio by Lisekho Semenya. Hello Lisekho. Hi Cougs. How are
1: you? I'm good. I like the way you say my name.
0: Uh, how am I supposed to say it? No, no,
1: you said it correctly Is it? Usually people from uh, that side of the country Which side of the... I'm from Joburg Oh, that's why you said it correctly, okay
0: <laughs> But hold on, now I that are I thought you from KZN My family's from KZN. <laughs> 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 You're so disrespectful
1: No, so, I'm being honest So no. how do people
0: say your surname
1: normally? No, that's the awesome, yeah. But sometimes people Yeah, let us leave it alone Because we can go on and on <laughs> Hi, Guggs, I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you.
0: So I asked you, and I said I'd ask you again, you're not wearing the chef's hat. And I must say I'm deeply disappointed. Why aren't you wearing I the chef's hat? I apologize
1: for disappointing you. But we, we chefs only wear them. It's usually if you're going to be working buffet or if you're going to be in front of guests because people out there seem to like us wearing those things. As in, you don't need to wear them? No, you don't need the tall hat in the actual kitchen. we would rather wear either a hairnet or one of those um, beanies or a skull cap, as we call them. Oh. Yeah. So why the hat? It's tradition, French tradition. It was created in the 1930s, the whole chef brigade thing. It's similar to an army.
0: Really?
1: Yeah. The type of pants, the color of your pants as well. I don't know if you've seen those um, white and black checkered pants that chefs wear sometimes. Uh-huh. That's usually a junior chef. A senior chef would wear black ones. And the shorter or higher your your um, tall hat or chef hat um, is um, a sign of your seniority in the in the chef um, brigade. So the chef business... Hey, it's serious. It's deep. Very deep. So how high is your hat? Uh, I'm an exec chef, so I'd have the tallest one. Oh. <laughs> but I don't wear them, so yeah
0: So how long does it take to get an exec hat?
1: No, it's all, I mean, how long does it take to become a CEO, basically So it all depends on how fast you move up
0: Aha, uh-huh. okay So how did you become a chef?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, that story <laughs> I was an engineer um, for about six years down the road in Rivonia Road mm-hmm. um, For a corporate company And I was consulting and I really wasn't enjoying it Started at the age of 20 until the age of 25 um, and I, I got hit by mild clinical depression. So instead of going the whole taking pills thing and continuing with life, I decided, hey, I'm not enjoying this, let me quit. So I quit that job. I was earning what, 35K at the age of 25? That's not bad money. Yeah, that's what family will tell you as well. They think you're crazy when you quit a job that's paying you all. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I traveled South Africa for a year after that. And during my travels, I stayed in a lot of hotels and B&Bs. And I realized I actually enjoyed the hospitality industry. And that is when I decided, okay, I'm a a busybody. I like to know things. Mm. Instead of starting a restaurant, let me actually become a chef and understand that side of a restaurant. Little did I know that I'd have to start at the bottom, washing dishes, cleaning floors, and you basically work your way up.
0: Okay, so you,
1: the the ranks. Yeah, because you it sounds up like quite ranks. a
0: stratified thing.
1: <laughs> it's not pretty. Hey, people think what we do is glamorous. There is no glamour at all. Really? It is rough in the kitchen. What Gordon Ramsay does on TV. I was
0: about to say, but Gordon Ramsay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, he's actually mild. It gets very bad in a in a professional restaurant and hotel kitchen where the the number of people you serve every night is high.
0: Really? It does. Okay, so do people
1: shout and scream? They shout, they scream, they throw pots, they swear, call each other names. But the irony is at the end of the night, everyone forgives it and we do it again the next day. That's the weird thing with um, being a chef. Um, The pressure you work, you work 12 hours. And it's where I've gained respect for people in the industry. And I started talking about that and letting people in Mm. on what it's like being a chef. And going from a normal person working corporate life to getting to see the other side of things. It is, yeah, and it's something else. Eh?
0: So do you throw pots? Do you throw ah, stuff? I don't do that. So what do you do when you're
1: stressed? <laughs> <laughs> What's your thing? <laughs> I was actually marked down at chef school for remaining too calm. I think the calmer you are as a person, when things are hot, the more people tend to be more scared of you, I'd say. Mm-hmm. They, they know when you're really, really angry, you're going to blow up. So I tend to... I'd rather be stern and explain something rather than scream at someone. Mm. Yeah. And a in the kitchen isn't a, is a good thing. You work with sharp knives, eh? Has someone ever brandished one in your face? I know in my face, but I've seen things. Really? Mm. What kind of things? Hey, you just want to hear the secrets. I of do. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're here.
0: As in someone with a knife in the face of another yeah, person. You get that.
1: Hey, I mean, dude. when was it two weeks ago when someone was stabbed? By a junior. It was one of these corporate restaurants where the chef stabbed a, 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 sup- a supervisor.
0: And is that kind of thing not unusual? I don't well, want to say normal, but it is in, like, if it happens, it's because, well, this kind of thing sometimes happens.
1: Chefs are very um, highly strung. We work 12 hours and you work um, long shifts. Sometimes you work three weeks in a row without a break. So As you, in every day? Every day. The shifts for chef shift isn't like a normal worker. Um, I was working at um, Richard Branson's Lodge for about two years, uh, and then I quit about two years ago. And there at a lodge, you work six weeks on every day, and then you get two weeks off. So people think, oh, you get two weeks break every um, six weeks. It's not actually that fun because you're working the six weeks on, and that pressure gets to you.
0: So six weeks, 12-hour days every day.
1: Basically. Cheapest. So imagine that in a brigade where you're under pressure every day you got customers who tell you they ask for medium And you give them medium, then they say, no, I actually want to (laughs) rare And you get customers who say they're vegan, then ask for bacon And you go out there and you have to smile and put on a face But inside you've got issues at home or you're not being paid well so, everything's bottled inside. Eventually, it has to come out. Mm. Yeah. And it comes out in week number five. It comes out in week number five in front of everyone in the kitchen. Your closest person, you take it out on them. Jeepers. Yeah, it's fascinating, actually. I, yeah, but I write and talk about it. Mm. Yeah.
0: And do you think then when people get into, when they decide they want to go into hospitality or they want to become a chef or that there is a certain idea that it's glamorous?
1: Uh, I blame the, the food channels, and I'm, you can stop blaming me as well since I'm on a cooking show now, mm. a chef show. But it's that image that people have that what we do will make you famous. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is I can be something. like Cake Boss. I can be like Cake box, uh, Boss. I can go and create a dish that's going to give me a cookbook. I can learn how to make spaghetti at home, and mm-hmm. I can go and be on TV. And the thing people don't understand those people who are on TV have worked so hard to get there. Yeah, they have put in the grind. Um, they've put in the groundwork, and they've scrubbed floors. They've gone and got things thrown at them. I mean, yeah, I respect that. But the other thing problem it creates is most of our chef schools in South Africa are full of kids from homes who can afford chef schools, mm. and they think it's going to be glamorous. And then they get there, they pay. I mean, the chef school I went to is 180k. For a year and a
2: half Wow Yeah
1: So who can afford that? Kids from families who've got the money Yeah Then you start at the very bottom when you graduate from school My first salary was 2k 2,000 rand A month Sure And that just barely covers your travel expenses you basically nothing in the kitchen You get screamed at I mean if you're coming from a fancy house to suddenly go work You get screamed at So about 70% of them quit the industry before they actually make it anyway. Because it's tough. And they think it's glamorous and they don't actually realise that it's not at all until they've gone and graduated and got in the industry.
0: And spend so how long do you study for?
1: What It depends on the school you've gone to. The one I went to took a three year diploma and squeezed it into a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So it started about 7am, 8am mm-hmm. and we'd Work until about 3 p.m. And then you also work in the restaurant. Sometimes the restaurant will close around 10 or 11 p.m. So the shifts were similar to what you do in the industry as well. Sure. Yeah, no, I, yeah. It is not beautiful. It's not pretty. So whoever says to me, I want to be a chef, I tell them exactly what it's like. From but the
0: then, beginning. so so you, I, the, you've given me the challenges. So you the the pay is not great. You you're going to start right at the bottom of the food chain. Yeah, someone might
1: throw a pot at you. <laughs> you're going to work six
0: weeks. On sounds like it's all bad <laughs> to <laughs> earn two weeks. But surely there are benefits. No,
1: there are very nice benefits. Work in the most beautiful places on earth. You can work anywhere if you've got the right qualification. Mm. And there's so many things you can do with a chef diploma. I mean. If you don't enjoy the kitchen, you can go be a consultant. You can write books. You can be a food, um, what do they call them? I don't like them, but food stylists. You can.
0: Is that like a, a real like a real oh job? Gosh, let's not go there. No, no, but now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> we're here I now. I was
1: dissing them on Twitter the other you day. You can't say
0: let's not go there, but we're here. <laughs>
1: yeah, no. You know it is a that you buy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm, those pretty photos you get in things. The food is covered in glycerin. I didn't say that. You, you, yeah. Anyway, this thing that. So, was
0: that how, like, the tomatoes are shiny and the jelly is
1: perfect and shiny? Yeah. The deceit. It's not just that. I mean, it. I consider myself a culinary artist and I've been trained how to do plating mm-hmm. and then someone comes they don't understand food at all but they're very good at placing objects together mm-hmm. and they suddenly place certain food items together and they go and title themselves a food stylist so um, chefs have <laughs> <laughs> I know I sound <laughs> It sounds yeah. like journalists when they get upset when people so when ordinary
0: people who yeah. aren't journalists break a story and they go well that's not real journalism it's yeah. you
1: know citizen exactly. journalism I mean earlier on I heard you saying you were in Kramstown for seven years. Now, if a blogger went and wrote a news article and said, I'm a reporter or a journalist, how would you feel? Fine. You'd feel fine about it?
0: Yeah, because so I was never, maybe it's because I came in and already the whole citizen journalism thing was happening. Okay. I, I was never precious about it, that, well, you know, people are going to report news anyway. It doesn't matter what you call them, actually. Because yeah, yeah. what happened with journalists is they got stuck on what to call... Citizen reporters, citizen journalists, while people were breaking news without them. So I thought, well, it doesn't matter.
1: Okay, you're very mature about it. (laughs) Are you you not? No, uh, don't call me a cook. Don't call me things like, look, as age and time has come, uh, you learn to let it go and just laugh it off. But in the beginning? In the beginning, if someone was to call me a cook, I would throw a fit of note. Because of the Like the things I explained earlier You go through a lot Just to get to that title of chef Mm. I mean even a junior chef Isn't referred to as chef By other chefs But yeah are you checking the time? No, I see you nodding and looked up, so I assume you're looking at the time. I was actually looking at my producer. <laughs> <laughs> well, the time is half past nine. It's South Africans <laughs> doing great
0: things. A night talk with me, Gugzum Plungu, in studio with Lisa Khosemena, who is a chef, not a cook. What is the other thing you don't want to be called?
1: A food stylist. A
0: food stylist. You're you. Actually, you're an executive chef. There we go. Not just any chef. And he's hanging out with Memo, taking your calls (laughs) at 011-883-0702, 021-446-0567. You can also SMS us, 31702 and 31567. Then send us your tweets at Radio 702 and at Cape Talk. Timothy and Santon, good evening.
2: Hi, good evening. Hi. executive chef i actually want to thank him hello i actually want to thank you because you know um you know i'm a photographer and i actually love you know uh, taking pictures of food but you know i've always questioned you know like my style of taking pictures because you know i've always wondered how come some other pictures are very glossy of food stylists and mine are not that you know glossy? <laughs> so now that you've actually re- you know revealed the secret, guess what, Amber? I'm, go- I'm going straight to you know. No, to
1: don't buy that for the
2: and buy a glazerine and make sure that I
0: walk around with
1: a glazerine Which was the glazerine.
0: one with the blue label Dolly, what was it called? Oh, you no. need to get the original and best glazerine we if you're going to, to do it, off
1: I, after will they put that it on. I get the
0: best one Thank you so much Isn't <laughs> it Dolly Warren? Something like that Thank you so much for your call Timothy um, So, okay, looking at some of the tweets here uh, someone saying, please say hi to the chef for me. That's at Lanyos with uh, a smiley face. Uh, Antoinette saying, the Sekho has a very nice voice. He's so calm. Please tell him hi for me. I think people are flirting with you here. Oh. Um, Wadzi saying, um, the chef and uh, hospitality industry is great, but school is very expensive. Yeah. And then Janine saying, loving the interview. Please ask about the Twitter chef wars.
1: There was a chef hall? Oh, Lord. People don't forget, eh? Huh? I missed this. When was this? There was wasn't this? a chef hall. um I like sharing recipes, but I don't share chef recipes. Mm-hmm. I'll take something that's complicated and I will make it simple. So I went and wrote a hummus recipe on my um, blog. I love hummus. Yeah. And there's an easy, simple way of doing it. Mm-hmm. And I went and posted it. And this other chef, I uh, forget his handle, he said I need to stop writing lies and teaching people lies <laughs> what yeah and so so i went and said look it's my blog i'll write what i like and he was like oh anyway we got down to it and it was all about who's qualified more and all these." i was young and immature okay let's leave it there
0: so did you then whip out your qualifications i
1: did so who won no it just ended up in smoke okay because okay. eventually you know how it is i mean you get a lot of people trying to poke you and stuff. So, I mean...
0: Although I don't fight anymore. Yeah. I'm so better now. I'm at I'm that level now. as well now.
1: <laughs> you <laughs> get better, better with time. You get very better. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm cured. That was a long time ago. What's, what's a
0: long time? In fact, Janine says, we never forget. Twitter Your memory scones, is long. Yeah, people when they meet me, you that scones chef. I'm like, but how do you... That was so long ago. No, it wasn't. Scones was just now. I remember this.
1: I remember scone gate. That wasn't just now. That was last year, Googs. That is just now. <laughs> what? Yeah, anyway, let's leave the uh, Twitter drama. Aha, <laughs> uh-huh, someone
0: confirming. The, the original and best glycerine is called Dolly yeah. Warden.
1: I knew <laughs> I think it. I created a monster now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: People are going to go out and buy it. Robin Blober, good evening. Welcome to the show. Rob?
2: Hello,
0: I'm here. Yes, you are.
2: Okay, hi. A question. I battle with a good roast, be it a beef, be it um, a pork. The only thing I have to get right is a gammon. What is the secret to doing a good roast that doesn't come out all tough and stringy and that? It ah.
1: secret. Are you sealing your, your meat off before you put it in the oven? No. Yeah, that is your problem. You need to seal it off in a very hot skillet or a very hot pan. Make sure it's very almost to the point of burning but not burning. You really want to get that uh, Crust on the like, outside. Like
2: sear, sear the outer side of it. That's it? it.
1: First sear it before you oh, put it in okay. the oven. Okay. Because that that outer crust is what holds all the moisture in your roast. As it's, it's simple as that. <laughs> as simple as that.
2: Okay. And when you, when you say sear it, what, just in a pan with a bit of oil or...
1: Yeah, in, in a pan. I something? prefer using butter. And yeah. I also like to use something that's got a little bit of sugar, either honey or something to seal the outside okay. in my marinade. And also start your roast off on a very high heat in the oven, almost to the maximum of your oven heat for the first 20 minutes and then reduce it to uh, more moderate heat. So all that so heat... It,
2: one, okay, okay, okay. So, so once I do that, I can put it in the oven, heat 20 minutes in a Pyrex and then what What sort of sauce would you recommend I put in the bottom? Hmm. of the, the
1: I'm going to start charging consulting fees now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Rob's like, while I am here, let's sort out Sunday lunch.
1: <laughs> the type of sauce will uh, depend on the type of meat that you're cooking.
2: All right, so you could, all right, fair
1: okay. enough. So yeah. don't throw away the 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 sauce. We call it a jus that's left over from your roast. You know, at the bottom of your roast pan. Don't throw yeah. that away. Put that in another pan and reduce it until it's a bit thick, and then use that as a gravy. And add all other right, flavors sorry. and other things, okay. of course. Mm-hmm.
2: Just, just searing it, basically searing the outside yeah, and stick
1: it in the oven. That's okay. it. Same thing applies to every yeah. cut of meat.
2: Yeah. And if you, I'll tell you one thing. If you ever stop becoming a chef, you should become a radio talk show host. Because you've went, you never went, not once it said, um, or oh, you know. You've <laughs> never gone high speed. I've understood every single word you said. You, you speak so beautifully on air, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Rob, in Bloberg. Thank Thanks you very you. much We're going to keep Lisa Chofas for a little bit uh, And you can call us 11 or 702 21 Lots of questions About your hummus recipe oh Because Lord. that was The source of the war So we'll come back With that And you can SMS <laughs> us as well 31567 and 31702 Back to Night Talk On 702 in Cape Talk It is the Friday Night Talk edition And as always I'm hanging out With uh, South Africans Doing great things Been chatting to Executive Chef uh, Lisa Chofas Who's in Street with me this evening. Uh, in addition to being a chef, uh, he's also one of the new judges of the local version of Top Chef South Africa. And congratulations on that. Ah, thank you. So, when did that happen? How, I mean, and you've kept it very quiet, I yeah. imagine because of a very solid NDA. But when yeah. did that happen?
1: When did it happen? I was told literally about two weeks before we started filming. They asked me, Look, can you come and join the show? I was like, Okay, but I'm very busy and I run a business, so I can't exactly leave my business behind for a month. Hmm. And they kept poking and pestering me, and I was like, okay, fine. Let's I'll go. do it. I'll do it. Okay. I don't like being on TV. I don't like photog- being in photos. I don't like any of that. Really? Really. But for some reason, people want me on those things.
0: And how's that experience been?
1: It's different, cooks. I mean, my passion is cooking, and I like teaching people how to cook. I like teaching people about what I do. But for some reason, people have um, enjoyed it so much. They want to see me doing it live now on Mm -hmm. TV and other things. And it's completely different to what I normally do. Mm -hmm. So you have to put on a whole... It's not an act, but it's... For example, let me give you an example. While we are filming Top Chef, we did about three takes of everything. Mm -hmm. So what you see on TV will look like one take. But I had to react three times to a plate. (laughs) So it's like... (laughs) Yo. The same cut of meat At the very beginning of Top Chef There's 14 um, contestants So we call them chef testers mm-hmm. You will meet them all on Tuesday um, And we do a tasting before the actual recording And so before we actually judge them We know exactly what everything tastes like mm-hmm. And then on screen you have to eat it all again Three times And you remember there was a dish that was really horrible but you have to pretend that you surprised to see this thing again and put it in your mouth. Like, Ooh <laughs> Yo, I respect those T V chefs so much now, huh? Hey? <laughs> I know. I I watch T V now and I'm like, well done, sir. I the have great respect well. for you. The makeup oh, I have very great respect for what T V chefs do now. I will not diss another TV chef ever
0: again. <laughs> so someone was asking it was to ask, does this guy have his own cooking show on TV? So not a cooking show. I mean, you don't cook. You're, you're, you're a yeah, chef I'm here. Top, yeah.
1: on top chef. I don't cook. I'm a judge. But yeah, um, there might be things coming. Hush hush as usual. But yeah.
0: Okay. And then someone else also asking how your puppy is doing. Because in the age of
1: social media, oh people Lord. know bits of your life. Bits. They know my whole life. Fair. <laughs> yeah, but it's if you put it out there, it's fair enough. Uh, my puppy's good. He's very naughty.
0: And, he, and is he spoiled?
1: Uh, he's got his own bed. He's got four types of shampoo. He's got his own kennel, about four blankets. He gets treats every day. So if you define that as spoiled, I would assume yes.
0: Okay. And then <laughs> Rupert Quipman asking, which feinboschen would you serve with oh, poloni?
1: Rupert is just poking me. In. He is, but yeah. now
0: you need to answer him because he's asked.
1: Oh, well, I don't eat polony, so I don't know.
0: Why don't you eat polony?
1: Gogs, <laughs> are we going there?
0: Yeah, I mean, again, you can't say, <laughs> are we going when we are already there? We're here. Silapa. I, sh- yeah,
1: I know. What I like to do on Twitter is explain how food is made.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and Which very I, often
0: ruins lives.
1: Uh, black lives, let's make it clear. Black lives. Specifically, because yeah. you go for the things that matter to us. So I've been told I'm anti-black. So uh, I've explained polony a few times on Twitter. I don't do it anymore because now people recognize me in the street. <laughs> and yeah, I don't <laughs> want that on my back anymore. But I used to post photos of how polony is made as well and I'd put all the ingredients as well that I used to make polony. Mm. And yeah, I'm not very popular when As long as you
0: that. don't come for things like tennis biscuits O-Ross, no, choice assorted.
1: Oros have
0: come for, you have I did and look, you survived. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so why, gone, I, why I'm so big? I gym for a reason.
0: <laughs> Just in case someone's like, "Hey, hey you're, like,
1: what? you're that guy." So I but th- you need to know what's in your food goods. I'm not doing it to be snacks and to get people off stuff. People need to know what, what the, is in your yeah. food.
0: But maybe ignorance is bliss.
1: No, it's not. Until you get some, you start growing a third leg, or I. We have all these lifestyle diseases now. But and that's it's not because of baloney. Okay, it is, but... It's all the stuff we eat in the city. All the convenient stuff we get off shelves and we're too lazy to cook. We're too lazy to ask, how is this made? I mean, people are shocked that you can make your own jam. I mean, jam is so easy to make. Who
0: has time to make their Ah, own jam? You see,
1: see, that's the same story. You can make your own um, custard. People tell me custard is made from a powder and I tell them, no, it's eggs. And they're like, ah. (laughs) Ah. Ah, how? (laughs) eggs and custard <laughs> Like we need to start reading more so that's what I try to get people to understand food and once you understand food you can start exploring it a bit better
0: Thank you very much. We're out of time. Yeah. It's been a pleasure having you. Awesome being here. Thanks for inviting me. Executive Chef Lisa Josemenia, who in is next week. uh yes, on Top Chef South Africa. He's one of the judges. You can also follow him, he's at Les De Chef, and you can visit his new website, which is Lesdeschef.com. Thank you very much for Thank joining us. Thank you for me. having me, folks. And that takes us.